Okay, are we ready? Yep, so this is a message for the translators out there. We have a whole bunch of languages streaming around the world. And how many different languages do we have? 14. 14 different languages. Wow. Awesome. So translators, I'm going to give you your clap. You ready? You're going to get the clap. There you go. Thank you. So first of all, I'm Sylvia Puentes, one of your hosts, and we have uh, your wonderful stream host. Sean. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, streamers. We should get another mic. But we are so delighted. We have many streamers still connecting online, so we want to give them maybe a few more minutes to connect. No. No? Okay. No, maybe no. not. <laughs> connect now, or you'll get your replay and... But we are excited for all of you that drove here, that made it here live for this class. Um, when you came in and you registered, we gave you a bookmarker. There's other fun um, little buttons for sale to fundraise. And we also gave some of you and most of you a little white strip of paper that has the link to the donation. It's a donation link. And Gary will speak more about that. Yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. Here's the strip. If you don't have that, we have them for you outside the door. So just, again, thank you for really being the possibility and the change of creating a different future. So thank you for being here. And if you have any questions, there's four of us hosts walking around. Julia in the back, Lale out in the front that you saw her, myself, and Don, who's at the door with the black stripe, white and black stripes. So thank you. In black and white. And streamers, we'll get you that link via uh, email. And just to let you know that the recording of this will be available for you all after the class. So thanks for joining. And for languages, there will be an email and you'll have your language recordings as well. So thank you. And thank you, Gary, for this incredible gift, this class for everybody around the world. We have close to 6,000 people. So thank you. Awesome. So... um, This class came about as a result of, for years, what we've been doing is keeping track of the number of people who've chosen to be truly in consciousness. And we were told that if we got to 10,000 truly in consciousness, we could change the face of the world. So we decided to ask for that. And one of the things we asked for was for there to be uh, 10,000, with 10,000 people in consciousness, we could ask for statesmen to show up, not politicians. Because I don't know whether any of you have noticed, but the political party system in our country is kind of, kind of, kind of cuckoo. <laughs> you know, it's gotten worse and worse over time. And it's like, you know, it's, unfortunately, it's like there are a lot of people that, that try to see statesmen and the politicians that are currently there and there's lots there's some good politicians but they still are politicians and they are running to the party line they're not you know looking to create a betterment of mankind the the original purpose of this country was to actually create a system by which all men are created equal and that all people have a freedom and a right to happiness. Well, it's like kind of getting out of hand here right now, and it's not happening. The greatest gift that Donald Trump has been 
and he's been a lot of gifts in a lot of ways. Number one, he's taken two million acres of land and turned it into private, taking public land and turned it into private land so that people can mine it and destroy it. Okay, the other gift he's done is he's made it legal to kill endangered species and mount them on your walls, as shown by his children doing it. Uh, you know, he's, he's put it so that the, the grizzly bear, can, it's okay for them to sport, kill him while he's in hibernation. They've now made it okay for sperm whales to be hunted and killed. It's like there's so many things that he's done to change the laws. He calls them the, the Obama laws. They weren't Obama laws. They were, you know, they were um, laws that were put into effect to change what was going on on the planet. Difficulty is if we imbalance the world enough, this world will not survive. And it's like he's, and the things that, that he's done for the quote-unquote fishing industry, which is designed to destroy a lot of species of fish, it's like if that occurs, we will create a lack of balance in nature that will destroy this planet. It's like from our reckoning, we have about 12 years before we reach that place where the Earth becomes so out of balance that it cannot take care of itself and it cannot rebalance. So what we're looking for is who's going to be the future leaders of the world? And by asking for the statesman, the first hit that we got was when these kids who were at the Sarah Douglas School, that, where they were shot up and they stood up and they got, no more, this is not acceptable. We cannot have this. This is not a right, this is not a right thing. This should not be occurring. And they have been going against the NRA. These are the first people that have been willing to go against the NRA. Now, is it okay for people to have guns? Sure, I have a bunch. But is it necessary for people to have machine guns to go hunting? No. And it's like, and they've used those machine guns that they have the right to have to go out and kill people. In uh, Australia, they have guns for hunting, but they don't have machine guns that people can get to easily because they had one shooting about 20 years ago in a school and they went, enough, not gonna happen. These kids have been doing it. And so one of the things I would like to request of you tonight, if you enjoy this at all, is we are setting up a website so we can create a college fund for these kids who are willing to stand up. They have been, you know, they've been demanding that things change. And it's like, these are 17, 18 year olds who are demanding that there be a change in the world. And without them, there would be no change. What can we change? What is possible for us to change? What is it that we can do and be that could change the world to a different possibility. You know, it's like, so for so long, there's been the, let's see, what do we have? The me generation, the hippie generation, the dippy generation, the clippy generation, the yippie generation, and 
you know, all these quote unquote different generations, but are they really? And the millenniums are now the new generation. Well, these kids are a different circumstance and they're actually encouraging people to go vote and vote against those that vote for guns. I think it's gonna be a great gift that these kids have created. What has Donald Trump created in the world? Well, the world has, you know, tra I travel around the world and I watch TV in all these places. And it's always amazing to me how many of them have gotten to the point where they no longer trust the United States. The United States was considered a lead, a war, you know, an, an international leader. Now we're considered an international joke. And it's like, it's kind of harsh to see your country as being made into a joke. It's not much fun. But the reality is, people see it as a joke because they don't see us protecting the future. And the thing is, this is what's really important to me personally, is that we have to have leaders for the future. How many of you have been trying to stay hidden? Trying to pretend that you didn't need to stand out from the crowd? Trying to pretend that it wasn't necessary to stand up or speak out? You know, I didn't even bother to vote in the last election because I didn't like any of the candidates. You know, it's like there was Hillary who, you know, did interesting things. You know, like having ancient art that was in ivory destroyed. You know, it's like, you know, if you can prove that it's ancient, wouldn't it be better to keep it? Because that art is never going to exist again. And the people who do that kind of work don't exist anymore. And it's like, why are we destroying our ancient things to stop, you know, elephants being hunted? And now it's okay, thank you, Donald Trump. You know, what the hell is going on in the world? So we have to look at, you know, what kind of future would we like to see in the world? And you have to start choosing to be the leader of a future world. Now, any of you not heard the pock and pod shit that I say all the time? Okay, you all have, good. So everything you've done not to be everything you are that could create a different possibility on planet Earth, will you destroy and create all that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Okay, if you don't know what I said, it doesn't matter, it still works. You know, and if you care about it, eh, we can talk. But meanwhile, it doesn't matter because ultimately what I'm looking for is how do we lift the burden off of you to think that you have no power. You have more power than you have ever known. You know, it's like you're the people who can change the world, but it requires you to actually look at what is and decide what isn't what you'd like to have. You know, look around the world, see what you'd like to see happening. Okay? You know, it's like I was in Sweden a couple of years ago and then they showed on national television there that Dover Seoul, the Dover Seoul population in the northern channels has gone down 96% in the last 100 years. That means we're down to about 4% of it. Now, the good news is this. They're still charging an arm and a leg to have Dover Seoul and for you to be able to eat it. Bad news is this. I love Dover Seoul. So, I do eat it, but I try not to eat it that often, you know, but it's like if they've already killed it and it's already on the menu, it's too late anyway. 
But it's like, you know, it's like us not eating it doesn't mean that it won't be harvested because there's too many people who are looking for a way to survive, quote unquote. Now, what would it be if we started creating what would create possibility? It's like at one point I, you know, I wanted to get a boat and go out in the ocean and teach the whales how to run when they heard certain boats coming. <laughs> you know, because, you know, it's like you can't protect them by fighting against those people, but you could protect them by telling them, dive, 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 go away, go away, go away. You know, it's like they're not stupid. They are not stupid. They know what's going on. And the thing is, we don't get how we are not stupid either. Everywhere you've defined yourself as so stupid you can't change what's going on here and what's going on politically. Will you destroy and create all that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. We need statesmen. Statesmen always look for what's going to be better for everyone concerned. <laughs> not just for them or their party or their people, but everyone. It's like, how many of you know that you want the best for everybody? How many of you have been trying to deny it? How many of you have pretending you couldn't possibly make it be that way? You can. Everything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So there are four elements of what creates a change in the world. Question, choice, possibility, and contribution. These are the four elements that change everything. Okay? I've, for the last 28 years, I've been teaching people how to have a question. I've been teaching them how to create choice. I've been teaching them how to see possibilities. And then to go back to choice, because once you see a possibility, you have to choose it if it's going to work. And then the last part is contribution and getting the contribution that you are. It's like if you make every choice you make, okay, what's the most conscious choice I have here? What's the co most conscious possibility? And what could I do here that would create more choice and more possibility and more contribution and more consciousness? You will change the world. Now, it's interesting because we did a thing on, I did a free teleconference a few days ago. And the next day, there was a teacher talking about having not enough, you know, supplies for her kids in school. And she was on a Southwest plane. And a guy stood up who was sitting behind her, listening. and gave her $500 in cash for these kids. These are the things I see happening in the world. You know, when Hurricane Harvey hit Houston, there was, you know, there were a lot of people that were in trouble. I knew a bunch of them. And there were people in that, there was one video on national television about this black man driving into this old white lady's house on his jet ski where she was up to her knees, you know, above her knees in water and sweeping, sweeping her up onto his jet ski and taking her out of her house before it flooded and she got clear and got free. I watched people do the kindest things I've seen in years. 
and they went out and they saved people. You know, there was one that was great because here was this giant floaty swan, and this guy had a paddle. <laughs> he was going out and picking up people on this swan. You know, it was amazing. I, you know, it's like the guy who runs our ranch, Cody, went out uh, with our horses. Okay, and none of our horses were trained to, you know, do cows. He went out on our horses and saved cows that were in the flood and got them out so they could go to higher ground. He volunteered to do it. And there were people everywhere doing that kind of stuff in Houston. The kindness of mankind comes out in the worst of times. You know, the greatness of mankind comes out when you choose it. So how much greatness could you be that could change the world to being kind and grateful and having a gift all the time and being the gift they are all the time that you're not choosing? Everything doesn't allow you to choose it. We destroy and create all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. You know, it's like I see, you know, when I meet people, I see the greatness of them that they don't see. Is that fun? No. It's not fun. Why is it not fun? Because 90% of the time they won't choose it and they don't choose it. But I see the possibility of it. And so I've been demanding more of me and I've demanded more of anybody else. I'm 75 years old. I work normally 12 hours a day and I work 28 days out of every month. Okay? Uh, everybody says you should retire. My point of view is shut up. <laughs> you know? And it's like, and I've met people who are billionaires and they talk about how great they are. I said, hey, yeah, what have you done for consciousness today, asshole? <laughs> Nobody talks to me like that. I do, because I haven't seen you do anything for consciousness. All I've seen you do is brag and use your money to hurt other people and to hurt the environment. What are you doing for consciousness, jerk? And walk away. It's called the wedge and walk routine. <laughs> you know, you can get away with it if you just say it and go. So it's like, it's, it's always interesting to me to see that there are people who try to think that they have no power. You have power. You have way more power than you've ever chosen. Because, how do I know you have power? You have the courage to come to this kind of an event. You have the courage to come to this kind of event, you're looking for a different possibility. So what future could you create that you have not chosen to create, but you will choose to create because you can, and for no other reason? Everything that doesn't allow that to show up times a godzillion, we just run and create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So what future can you actualize that you've never acknowledged? Actualizing, you know, it's like the metaphysical community always talked about manifestation. Well, manifestation means how it shows up, not that it shows up. Actualization means that it shows up. So what future could you actualize that you have not yet chosen? And everything that doesn't allow that to show up times a godzillion, we destroy and create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. There is no reason for this earth to die except that people are killing it. You know, 
you, you know, you can recycle till hell freezes over, and that's not going to save the planet. But your laughter will. You know, I mean, they've proven in studies that if you laugh at a plant, it grows and thrives. If you play soft music to it, it grows and it thrives. It's like they've proved that if you want greater Brahma, you know, Brahma cattle in your life, you place symphonies for them. Brahmas love symphonies, okay? <laughs> Especially Beethoven. So, you know, I guess, you know, Beethoven must have been a Brahmin. Uh, <laughs> but the main thing is, you know, it's like there's so much proof out there that happiness and joy creates and anger destroys. You know, it's like if you yell at a plant, it will die. If you, you know, it's like, uh, what was that guy who did the water stuff, the moto or something? Yeah, you know, it's like he showed that if you deliver anger at a molecule of water, it changes its structure. If you deliver laughter at it, it changes its structure. It's like, so do you have, by just the very words you say and the language of your energy, do you have the ability to change the pollution in the water? Never considered it, did you? I know I do, because I'm willing to play with it. Are you? Everything that doesn't allow that to show up, we destroy and create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So one of the things that uh, we teach in Access is about <clears throat> demolecular manifestation and molecular demanifestation. Now you can take a bottle of wine that's really crappy, you know, like the kind of stuff that, you know, winos drink, the three ninety nine a bottle kind of stuff. A carton, yeah, yeah. Now it's now it's carton. Used to be bottles. Now it's carton. They did, they got rid of even its twist top. Now they just you know cut the thing. It's like it's really bad wine. It's like and we did a little experiment where we had people do DMMD, demolecular manifestation, and molecular demanifestation. And what you're doing with demolecular manifestation is you're demolecularizing what has it show up as crap, and then you're molecularly de-manifesting, you're actually getting good stuff to show up in it. So I can change a bottle of wine in a heartbeat so that four different people have four different tastes out of the same bottle. Now why can I do that? Because I practiced. I practiced. I did it a lot. Not that I like drinking crappy wine. I don't like drinking crappy wine, which is why I did it. Okay? You know, it was practical. It's pragmatic. Okay. But you can do this on water and all kinds of things. And you can turn that which seems like not drinkable water into drinkable water. I've taken where, you know, where they had so much rust in the pipes of the city that you'd get something that was this color. It was supposedly water. And after five minutes, it would be totally clear. So it's possible to do this. You have the power to do it. If I can do it, you can fucking do it. Come on, get real. You know, who the fuck am I? I'm just a dweeb who happens to talk too much. 
And it's like, you can do what I can do and probably do it better. And it's like one of the things I noticed, we taught it to kids. We had, when we did this, we, we did this because we were trying to raise money to go out into the middle of the ocean to get rid of the, the continent of plastic. Shouldn't have done that. Okay. My ginger ale has no sweetness in it now. It's trying to turn into wine. It's like, it's ginger beer to start with, but it's trying to actually make it alcoholic. Okay, fine. Ah, let's just keep doing it. Okay. Might as well, can't dance. So, uh, so the important part is to get that, you know, it's like we all have these talents and we all have these abilities. And it's like these kids that are going after the NRA. And it's like there was a lady who was on television who came out against this one kid. What was his name, Depp? David, David what? Hog. David Hogg. This kid, he went and he said he was a loser and a terrible kid and he didn't get accepted at the college he wanted to go to and all this stuff. It's like, uh, you're making a million dollars a year and you're going after a kid who has nothing because he's wrong. And he went back at her. And seven of, or eight of the people that, that were advertising 19, on her program? 19. 19 of them? Yeah. 19 of them quit her show and put her out of business. It was Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram. She's back. I don't She's know. back. She's just ugly. But she was ugly before. She just got ugly. <laughs> and it's like, and if she dies tomorrow, it, never mind. It's not my fault. I hope, maybe, I don't care. So it's like you got to have this place where you realize there's a different possibility in life. And if you start to function from that different possibility in life, you create a world that's worth living in. You know, it's like, I don't know about you, but I've been all over planet Earth and there's so many beautiful places here. And yet people, I mean, it's like Venice. You know what they're doing to Venice? They're taking out the old, beautiful stores that were there, and they're putting in McDonald's and Burger King and, you know, cookie-cutter restaurants. Modern ones in the old stores in Venice. They are destroying what made Venice one of the most beautiful cities in the world. And the city council is letting them do it. I'm horrified. You know, Venice used to be one of my favorite places to go because it was a place where time stood still and time was not subject to modernization. Now they're modernizing everything there. And pretty soon they'll modernize the gondola and put a little engine on it or something and get rid of the singing gondoliers. Gross. But whatever it is, it's like literally the whole world is turning to modernization as the gift and ancient as the wrongness. Difficulty is unless we have some connection to the ancient and begin to see the gifts that we all got from all these amazing places and all this amazing stuff, we're going to lose the gift of the past 
and we're going to replace it with the lack of the future. Because there's not much, you know, how many of you have eaten in a modern restaurant where they're dedicated to serving the greatest food possible? Usually not, you know. Ordinary food for ordinary people. How many of you don't do well at being ordinary? So everything you've done to try and make yourself ordinary while you can't be ordinary, we just try and create all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. I really would like to see a place where we had that which is the extraordinary, you know, going crazy and everybody wanting that. And it's like in the millennium, children, quote unquote, are demanding that. They want great food. They want great places to eat. They want beautiful ambiance. They want everything to be extraordinary. And it's becoming that. But it's like, unless we hurry it up with our choices of consciousness, it's going to die out. Because there are too many people. I mean, our president would rather eat McDonald's. You know, it's like, this is what he promotes, eating McDonald's? Okay, class act. None. So everything you've done to not be the class act you are, and everything you've done to try and make yourself ordinary when you're not, we destroy and uncreate all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, and what future could you create that you haven't yet chosen, but if you would choose it tonight, would change the world and create a longer lifespan for planet Earth? Everything doesn't allow that to show up, we destroy it and create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Do you know what it is? Probably not. But unless you ask for it, you can't have it show up. You got to be willing to go, okay, I don't know what I'm capable of. I don't know what I can do. I don't know what I can be. But whatever it is, I'm going to be it, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to have that, and I'm going to create a different reality because of it. You know, it's like what we try to do is we try to come to conclusion. We function as though our conclusions are going to create what we want or the future or whatever. Reality is a conclusion never creates. A conclusion always destroys. So how many conclusions are you using to destroy what you're capable of are you choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just run and create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. I like it. I like these girls sitting in the front. These are demanding bitches up here. All five of them. <laughs> you know, he's not a girl. And he's not a mangina, I can guarantee it. He won't cry during sex. So everything that everything that brought up or let down, we're just trying to create all that. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. So this is this is the opportunity. This is the time when we have to choose to be the futurists we can be. You have to look at what doesn't work and go, okay, what can I be or do? to create a change here. You know, it's like, I'm not seeing the two-party system, even with our third other party, the other party. 
uh, it's like I'm not seeing a lot of great stuff happening. Are any of you? Tell me the great things you see, because I'm not seeing it. And if I'm missing it and I'm just myopic, I'm willing to acknowledge that or see that. I would like to see a greater reality and a greater possibility here than has been here since the 1960s. The 1960s, we had JFK, Bobby, and we had Martin Luther. And since then, not much. There are little changes like state and local governments um, putting in environmental ordinances. And doing yeah, I know. I mean, I'm really that. thrilled because a lot of the mayors and a lot of the governors of these states have, you know, volunteered to, like when we, when Trump withdrew from the Global Warming Conference. The climate. Climate, yeah, yeah, the climate thing. It's like there were some mayors and some uh, private people that put up money to cover our share of it so that it would continue on. It's like there are great people in this country. And it's like you guys may be some of them, What's it going to take for you to show up is that? Everything you that it does not allow you to show up is the greatness you actually are. Will you destroy and create all that? Yes. yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. You know, it's like, and we don't know what the greatness is going to show up or how you're going to do it. Like, uh, who was the lady, the black lady that sat down in the bus? What was her name? Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. Yeah. You know, it's like, she didn't know why she was doing it, but she knew she had to do it. You have to not know why you're doing it. Don't try to figure out why you're doing it, but be willing to know what you have to do and choose it and do it. Because this is the people who are the leaders of the future. Those who choose to do what they know they have to do without knowing why they have to do it. That's why I'm here tonight. Good, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. You know. I want to see this place and everybody. So everything that does not allow you to be and know what you know and do what you know you can do when you know you can do it because you know you can do it and not ever knowing why, we destroy and create all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. thing I see is that most of us don't, we, we don't know why we do things, but we do them because we do them. Why do we do them? Because we do them. I mean, it's like, why the hell am I doing this class? This does not make logical sense, okay? There's nothing logical about this, and it's like, and even me, I go, what the hell am I going to talk about? You know, and I'm up here talking just fine. Do I have any idea if I'm saying anything that makes any sense? No. But, you know, it's like, I know I have to. I know I have to talk at this point. And it's like I've been putting up uh, Facebook things about, you know, President Trump, you know, what's the difference between a douchebag and President Trump? One of them helps you. <laughs> you know, I got a few strange points of view and a very perverted sense of humor. But for me, it's like, you know, it's like what you know, what the heck is this person doing? And besides that, where does he get all those yellow cats to cover his head? 
I've noticed that the yellow cat population seems to be diminishing rather rapidly right now. You know, it just is, you know. It just, you know, I'm, I'm just find it hard to believe that, you know, that it is. And, and Time just came out with a new magazine that shows Trump and Putin and then Trump and Putin together and how they look the same. So maybe his name is really Trumpin, you know? And it's like, and if you want to know what Trump has in mind, read Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf will give you the exact agenda the boy is heading for. He wants to be president for life. You know, it is what it is. And it's like, and you can't change it. Or can you? So everything that makes you think you can't, we destroy and create all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. You know, it's like these young kids, if they went out and just said, okay, are you voting? Are you going to vote for Mr. Trump? Okay, die. <laughs> you know, it's just amazing. Yes. Thank you. When I was checking into my room here, there were a couple of Ethiopian ladies very happy at the front desk, and they were like, who are you? How come you're happy? And we're going to be happy, but we're not going to talk about Trump because we're from Ethiopia. We'll be deported. Yeah, and I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm wondering if there's something that I can be that's engaging. Well, it's like you are engaging change. because you're willing to have a different possibility. Yes, and that is the greatest engagement there is, a willingness to have possibility. Okay, I want more faster. Yes, well, you acknowledge the fact that you have been engaging and the fact that people, you know, <laughs> were happy and that you see the happiness in people that most people don't see. Yeah, they upgraded me to a great room. Oh, how odd. <laughs> uh, okay, more of that. And what can I contribute to... All of us here tonight having being more of that in the world. Okay, so what I'd like you all to do, there's a thing called 5911. Five is an algorithmic interrupt, which is what you do when you ask questions. It makes algorithms go off track. So it's like there's a few algorithms that Trump uses to get his information. I think it's called Fox News, spelled F-A-U-X. So... And RT, Russian TV, you know. So it's like you've got to, you know, you've got to have this place where you have the five, you know, a lot algorithmic interrupt, and a willingness for people that are capable of dying to now die. Because, you know, it's like you can't kill anybody unless they really want to die. So it's like it doesn't work to try and kill them. Trust me, I've done a lot of it, and none of it has ever worked. <laughs> But, you know, it's like there's certain people that go, oh, if this person could just die, 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 and it doesn't work. So, but five, nine, if they're willing to die or able to die, they do. And 11 is, it's undoing the techie reality, which is about destroying planet Earth. Okay? Techie reality. So can we do a few five, nine, and 11s for all of Washington? Yes. 
and all of Congress and all of the politicians and all of the, what are those guys that, uh, lobbyists and all that? Okay. 5911 Thank you. So, yes. And and I also just want to thank you for your contribution call. It really showed me the places that I have been a, not in contribution. Yeah. It was such a call to like turn things around and I'm I so much gratitude right now and in thank such you. a the biggest question I've been around, how, what can I contribute? Good. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. That's, Thank what you. I, that's why I did it. Yeah. And you can go online and get it for free if you didn't listen in on it. And it's like what I was asking for is people to actually contribute to the consciousness on planet Earth because I don't know about you, but I really don't want this Earth to die. I think it's too damn pretty. And it's like, I mean, I used to hunt, but after I killed a you know, after I killed a deer and watched it, like, watched its energy cease, it went, okay, I can't do that ever again. You know, I could go out and shoot a deer if I was starving to death, but to go out and shoot a deer just for the fun of it? No thanks. And I went out fishing with a friend of mine, and we caught this amazing fish and it had all of these beautiful rainbow colors in it. And as it died, rainbow colors went away. And I went, oh God, I'm not even sure I can eat fish now. Once it's already dead, I will not just have it go to trash. I will eat it. But I won't intentionally go out fishing, nor will I intentionally go out hunting. And I do believe in eating, and I know that cows actually came into the world in order to feed us. Okay? And they just, you know, chew their cud waiting to become hamburger. They don't have much fun in life. And I went to, I went to Tokyo and uh, met Kobe Beef. I went, oh my God, I've got to have this. I went, and I said, I wonder if they have it in the United States. And we found the biggest farm in the United States that sold Wagyu beef, Japanese Wagyu. We found it one hour from our ranch in Bleiblerville. And if you've never been to Bleiblerville and you've never heard of it, it's because blink and you missed it. You know, literally, don't travel too fast. If you're going more than 35 miles an hour and you blink, you will miss it. But it's like, and so we have, we have Wagyu beef and we are going to be eating some of them. We have three cows that we're going to slaughter. We have dinner, lunch, and snack. Now, why are they named that? Because I can eat a snack. I can eat a dinner. I can eat lunch. But I can't eat star. You know, if I named a star something like that, not going to work. Okay, so here's some of the, the Trump, you know, it's like, here's some of the things that I had posted. Nobel Peace Prize, 
which is what he told everybody should be happening for him because of what he did with Korea. I said, how about crimes against humanity? Separating children hasn't been done since the SS. When do the Republicans support constitutional law instead of Twitter? Ever read Orwell's 1984, Ministry of Pop Propaganda, Fox News or Faux News? Okay, and what's the difference between, no, I already did that one. Want to know Trump's agenda? Read Mein Kampf. So when does the Constitution rule Trump? Never. You know, so these are just a few of the things I've put on, and I have never been political my entire life. Never been political. Never taken a stand. Now, will I take a stand for the Democrats? No. Why? Because Obama passed a law where if you owe $30,000 in taxes, they get to take away your passport. And since I owe more than $30,000 in taxes, they could take my passport. If they do, I won't be able to pay them, but they can do it if they want. Okay. So, what do you guys want to know about leaders of the future? Being a leader of the future means you have to look at what doesn't work and go, okay, what can I be or do that can change this? Look at what doesn't work in your world. Is it acceptable to you that this is the way things work? You know, it's like, how many of you find it acceptable that it's okay for a man to grope a woman's crotch? You don't, do you? So, how do you stand up and change that? By being willing to be vocal and say, this is not acceptable. And there have been a whole lot of people who've done that already. It's great. There's a whole lot of things going on on the earth that you need to look at. You know, it's like Brexit, I think is hysterically funny. Because the same people that voted for exiting the EU are the same people that would have voted for Trump. And the younger generation didn't bother to vote because they thought nobody would be that stupid. You know, any of you thought nobody would be that stupid so you didn't make it to the polls last voting term? Everything that is times... A Godzillion, we just don't create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, me You know, it's like the difficulty I had is I spent my entire <laughs> life voting against, not for someone, but for, voting for the least worst and against the worst. That's a really bad place to have to vote from. But things can be changing, and I think they will. Um, yes? Can you talk about how... Um, engaging with the world um, plays into being a leader of the future? Uh, well, the thing is, it's like to be in the future, you have to be willing to see what the past has created that doesn't work. You know, how many things are not actually working here in our system? I came up with a brilliant idea for lawmakers. All laws are obsolete after one year. Then, what would they have to put their attention on? Everything that kept everything running. 
it wouldn't be able to, you know, gerrymander over, you know, this other thing that they want a special interest group to be taken care of. It'd have to be a different possibility. So you've got to, you know, it's like, will that go through? Not in a million years. Would I actually try to create it? No. Why? Because it wouldn't work. You got to be pragmatic about it and you go, okay, what's going to work here? And ask that question. Be a leader of the future. You have to be willing to see what doesn't work and go, what can I be that would change this? What can I be or do that would change this? And you won't necessarily get an instant answer, but you might find yourself talking or saying or doing something that makes no sense to you, but you know it makes sense. It's weird. And you've got to see where the sense is of what you make. And you've got to look at, okay, so what can I be that would create a different political possibility? What can I be that would create a different political possibility? And notice how most of you, your brain started going, mm -hmm. you know, mine do too. And it's like, but the thing is, if you go, okay, what can I be that could create a different political possibility? I, you know, I started writing the things about, you know, Trump as a result of it. Because I saw him lying to people and getting away with it. But that's not abnormal. That's what they do in all political parties. You know, what would it be like if we were willing to see what actually is and what actually was? and not have this point of view, that it's wrong, but had the point of view of what's right about this we're not getting and how can we use this to change this? That's a different way of looking at the world. But you've got to have it in every country. Because going to all these other countries, I get to see how things are breaking out in their countries. And it's amazing to me how few countries actually have politicians that are trying to do the best for the, for the whole world, and how many of them are trying to do something for their party. It's party affiliation. Well, how much energy do you spend trying to create your affiliation with others? Everything you've done to try and have an affiliation and all your definitions of what affiliations are, we destroy and create all those. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, beyonds. And all the definitions of, I am a Democrat, and all the definitions of, I am a Republican, and all the definitions you have of, I'm not political, and all the definitions you have of, I'm a Libertarian, and all the definitions you have, well, I'm just a librarian. Will you destroy and uncreate all that? <laughs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Different things are available. You know, what's available? Not sure. But I know that we can change things if we choose to look at what's going to be the most conscious choice. You know, when you see that, that you know, the conscious choice for the Environmental Protection Agency is somebody who's interested in the oil companies, you kind of wonder, you know, what else do we need to look at? What else is possible? 
Yes. And can we destroy all the definition about leader? Leader? Leader. Or be a leader, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so every definition <laughs> you have of what a good leader is, we destroy and create all that. Yes. All right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. And every definition you have of what a bad leader is, we destroy and create all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. And everything you've done to look for a leader instead of a statesman, we destroy and create all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. And everything that doesn't allow you to energetically pull into existence a group of statesmen who will go back to dealing with the United States and the Earth from the point of view of how to create a greater possibility for mankind, will you now destroy and uncreate that everything doesn't allow you to be that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Yes, ma'am. Would you talk about the difference, or rather how um, being, as you've talked about what do I have to be, Yes. how being and doing work together and well, what that like is. Well, it's like the thing is, it's like most of us try to figure out what we have to do. So it's like doing, for the most part in this reality, is about fighting against something. And fighting against may not create it, but being something can create it. What can you be that can create something that's different? When you fight against something, you do something against something, it's like it feels like it's going to turn out good, but it seldom does. Why does it seldom work out good? Because if you fight against something, then somebody else fights for it. You know, so you've got to not have the point of view that you're fighting against something, you're fighting for a different possibility. That's one of the reasons I saw these kids as being true statesmen, because they're not fighting against the NRA. They're fighting for gun control that makes it safe to be in school. You know, it's like, I mean, that one gunman that went into a kindergarten school and killed little kids under the age of seven. That's insane. What makes a person think that that's okay? Why do they choose that? What is it they're trying to accomplish? What is it that's in their head? And why aren't we being what changes that headset? Why aren't you being so psychic that you can hear that shit in that guy's brain and go, that guy, there's something wrong with him. You need to look at him. You need to be careful about him because he's about to kill somebody. You know, because it's like, you're all psychic enough, you can pick it up if you choose. And it's like, ever notice that you're not in those places where bad things happen? Why? Uh, duh, I ain't going to be there. <laughs> you know? It's like, eh, I'm not going to be mugged, thank you very much. Not going to be experiencing that crap, thank you. And it's like, and so I'm more willing to be aware to not be mugged than I am to be aware of what somebody's going to choose so I can stop them. You know, so you got to be willing to be aware enough to be able to stop the insanity. So how aware are you and how few of you are actually choosing to stop the insanity with your awareness? And sometimes you can stop the insanity by asking a question. Just one question can stop the insanity. Everything that is times a godzillion, we just throw it and create it all. 
right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. There was a show I watched on TV recently about this lady who was in this school and this young man came in and was going to, you know, kill everybody. But he couldn't figure out how to get in the front door. And she wasn't going to let him. So, but he kept saying, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. And so she just kept asking him questions. And by asking the questions, he suddenly shifted his perspective and came around. And she eventually got him to put the rifle down. And he was on medication before he had gone in there. And he had gone off his medication and it started saying that he needed to kill. And heard a voice that said, you need to kill. Now it's like, you've got to see that there are people who have these voices that talk to them. And what can you do to change that? And the main thing you can do is have the algorithmic interrupt of question. Question will always interrupt that positive and negative point of view that people function from, the zero and one that they consider thinking. Okay? So please know that this is one of what you, part of what you have to be if you're going to create the future. Be willing to find the question that changes people's perspective. Don't argue with them and don't argue for a particular point of view. Find the question that makes them choose again. Okay? Every question requires a choice. Every people has, will talk to you in a different way. And one of the laws of the universe is if you think truth or say truth before you ask a question, the person has to tell you the truth or you get to know that they're lying. And everybody else gets to know that they're lying as well. So you have to have this place where you're willing to have that kind of awareness, that kind of possibility. So, truth, why are you doing this? What's the purpose of this? You know, and it's like, and you got to get that these people will change too. So even the, in the middle of insanity, a question will be an algorithmic interrupt that will cause the brain to dislodge from its positive and negative points of view. Okay? This is one of the ways that you can change the future and be willing to ask a question. Always ask a question. Question empowers and answer disempowers. Okay. All right. Have I said enough? No. Fuck. Okay, so what else do you want me to talk about? What else do you want me to talk about? Yes. Um, hello, I want to thank you so much for having this event um, tonight. And there has been a creation um, that I have been aware of that has been possible for quite some time. And I have been made wrong for being too much because I know what is possible. Um, and, you know, I am a visionary and I am a futurist. Okay, so can I ask you something? Yes, sir. Then how can you be too much? Well, I know. I, and why I, are you letting those people's judgments stop you? I know. I would like to ask for everyone's contribution. Um, no, we're not giving. Well, I'm demanding it. <laughs> oh, now you can have it. 
Well, I, I want to know what it okay, is. Now, this is the important thing. You yes, have sir. to make a demand, no matter what it takes, no matter who I lose, no matter what occurs, I'm going to do this, whether anybody else agrees with me or not. This is the place you have to create from. Demand is one of the primary sources of how you create. You know, it's like when I started with Access, everybody told me I was wrong. Nobody will ever do that. No one will ever hear of Access. What you're doing has no value. Now we're in 174 different countries. So how are we doing? For something nobody will listen to or talk to. Different world. So you've got to be willing to make the demand, no matter what, I'm going to make this come to actualization. It's not about the contribution you get from others. It's about right. the demand you make of you. Sorry. That's really how it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's the demand you make of you. You know, it's like I did access defending people. There were lots of people who told me I was just so full of shit I should die. I didn't die, and I kept creating access. And here I am today, 28 years later. But I demanded, I demanded that I do something in life that changed the world, that made it a place that was safe and easy to live in. And that's what I'm doing, and that's the reason I'm doing this class, because I want it to be a place where these kids should have the safety of going to school. It shouldn't be. I mean, it's like Trump's, you know, personal point of view about it was we should give all the teachers guns. <laughs> How is that going to work? I mean, most of them are not going to use them even if somebody shows up. Because they're not that aggressive or they would have bought their own gun. You know, if I was a teacher, I would have had my own gun in my purse. I'd have been carrying a man purse with my man gun in it. <laughs> you know, it's like, so the whole idea that, you know, that the teachers should carry weapons and that kind of stuff is just unbelievable. <clears throat> Why don't we make it safe for the kids? I know, and this is actually for an organization that supports over a million little girls in our oh. nation. Awesome. So, thank you. So just demand just, you're going to make it happen whether anybody agrees with you or not. Be the leader. Be the leader. <laughs> yeah. You know, you literally have to choose to go, okay, whatever it takes, I'm going to make this happen. I'm not going to let this fall by the wayside. I'm, I'm going to do this no matter what anybody says or does. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Sorry, not sorry, but I'm so glad to be here tonight because I was a school teacher. I taught high school English at a wow. choice-based uh, alternative school. And I got a principal that came in and decimated choice and started yeah. putting the kids into internment camps. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really, but it was just like it turned it into this horrible punitive system that was something before was choice-based. And I stuck it out for about three years, and then I just gave up. And my question really is around the past. Is there something that I can be or do now? Well, what weren't you, what, what you weren't, what weren't you willing to be in the past? 
that allowed you to give up? I didn't, I didn't know. I thought I tried everything. Okay. Thank God you were thinking. <sighs> oh, there's an energy. I wasn't willing to be yeah, the energy. Yeah, there was an energy you weren't willing to be. I mean, the kids still love me. I hear from them. I've retired from that profession for seven years now, and they still adore me. So what, is there something I can be now? There's something you already are, honey, that you're not acknowledging. Okay. And how can I gather and collect you're, you're that? You're one who's willing to teach and empower you're an empowering teacher. Those are the kind we want to get rid of. <laughs> we want, you know, teachers who will force the kids into walking in line and standing behind each other and just doing rote learning. That's not you. So I, w I would like to invite those kids that I'm still connected to and the people they're connected to, and all of you who are connected to the teachers that you, that empowered you to like... All the teachers that empowered me are long since dead. <laughs> well, let's bring them back. Talk to the entity style. Let's bring them back and expand or something. I think a lot of them gave up because, you know, it's like many of them were teachers because they were spinsters. Yeah, pod pock. Oh, no. It's like, you know, the thing is, that was a good occupation for a Spencer to go into in the olden days. And they got a lot of satisfaction from it. But do you know what a Spencer is? Definition of a Spencer is a woman who was married and lost her husband, or a woman who never got married but spun the, the thread that allowed her to support herself and create money. That's what a spinster was. So, be a brilliant spinster and make a lot of money. Okay? That's really uncomfortable. Okay. Okay, so all of you who have been uncomfortable about being single, you know, and that you're a spinster, you're not a spinster. You know, and it's like, and in the future, you'll be able to go to China and get a husband. <laughs> now, you know why? Because there are 70 million, 70 million males and 30 million females in China. So there's a whole lot of guys who are either going to have to start getting it on with guys or go outside the country to find a woman. Okay, and everything that is times the gods go. Anyway, you just throw and create all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, meons. Yeah, you know? It's like, you, you know, it's like the thing is, it's like our society, it's like in the United States, we have more... You know, it's like we have more men that are over 40 than we do men that are under 30. So, you know, so the younger women are going for the older men because they have money, among other things, and they don't have to compete for the younger guys. Wow, weird, huh? You know, 
but we don't see the dynamics of how the future gets created by the population structures we have. So you've got to be willing to look at the population structures and figure out what's going on. So everything that does not allow you to perceive, know, be, and receive all the information you need to create the future that you would like to see in existence that can't exist right now, we just turn and create it on. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So I'm basically asking all of you to choose to create the future you'd like to see. Who was it that said, be this something or other you want to see in the world? Gandhi, yeah. Be the change you'd like to see in the world. Don't be the change. Be the future you'd like to see the world in the world. Be that. Okay? Different possibility. Cool. Uh, so, what capacity for changing the present to create a dynamic future that's based on total possibility are you capable of that you have not yet chosen? And everything that doesn't allow you to choose it, will you destroy and create all that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yow. Apparently you guys are suppressing yourself rather well. Good idea. Let's run that one again. So what capacity for changing the present to create a dynamic future that's based on total possibility are you capable of that you've not yet chosen? Everything that doesn't allow that, we just try to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, holy moly, it got worse, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Good God. So what capacity for changing the present to create a dynamic future that's based on total possibility are you capable of that you've not yet chosen? And everything that doesn't allow that to show up and allow you to choose it, we just try to create all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yow. Yowza, yowza. You can't even hear me? Of course you can't hear me. You don't want to hear what I have to say because then you'd have to fucking change, lady. <laughs> so what capacity for changing the present to create a dynamic future that's based on total possibility are you capable of that you've not let chosen? And everything that doesn't allow that to show up and allow you to choose it, we destroy and create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Cool. Different possibilities exist. <sighs> So I have to say, I had a moment of having a little uh, Snow White fantasy, me and seven Chinese guys, <laughs> that, that all sounds go out like, to work sounds all like day. A good, yeah. Sounds like a good fantasy to me. Yeah, they all go out and bring me back jewels. It sounds great. Sounds, um, yeah. <laughs> maybe one 20-year-old American guy, too. Why not? Um, so I think... Um, <laughs> Uh, I got really moved to tears when you were talking about um, being that force for transformation of yeah. consciousness. I feel like that's the thing that I'm here for, that I've longed for. And, what you um, think you are is what you know is true. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's what I'm here for. And yeah. I also ha I'm aware of lifetimes where when I stepped up and stepped out, I mean, I got killed. Not what? Uh, 
Okay. So Are can you we here? clear that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm standing up more than well, ever. You came but... back at you came back again. <laughs> yeah. Kill a person, but they'll come back again and again and again. <laughs> This is the reason all these people I would like to see dead, I don't kill. <laughs> Because I know they're just going to come back to haunt my ass one day. <laughs> And some of them already are. Yeah. So, so what you got to do is, like, you got to look at it. It doesn't matter if you get killed. Mm. See, it's like what you do is you make getting killed matter so that you don't step up totally. You'll step up only to a certain degree. And it's like, if you, you know, if you don't care if you get killed, it's like, eh, mm. whatever. You know, it's like, I, I went to the doctor for a checkup. And he said, okay, so, uh, you know, it's like, what are you taking? Nothing. <laughs> well, don't you have any supplements or anything you take? Nope. Well, how much do you drink? Whatever I want. <laughs> what do you eat? Whatever I want. Well, you know, it's like your dad died of a heart attack and your grandmother died of a heart attack. Aren't you afraid of dying of a heart attack? Nope. <laughs> But you know, if you took an aspirin a day, <clears throat> you could live longer. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> don't you want to live longer? I don't care. I've had a great run so far. And it's like, and if I died tomorrow, I'd still be happy. Mm. You know? Today, you know, it's like if today is not the best day of your life, why are you alive? Mm -hmm. Get over it. Kill yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, today should be the best day of your life. I went to my brother-in-law's 40th birthday and was never invited back to any of his birthday parties <laughs> ever again. <laughs> All the women were standing in the kitchen talking with one another about how the best time of their life was when they had their children. All the men were talking in the living room, talking about how the best time of their life was when they were 18 and had their fast cars and their letterman jackets. Mm. They said to me, he was 43 at that moment. They said to me, so uh, what was the best time of your life? I said, today, and if it's not, I'm killing myself. Mm. And I walked out of the room and my sister never invited me to any other social events ever again. So, eh, you know. And it's like my basic point of view is if you don't have a problem with dying, then you can truly live. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So, so, a so how that? much energy are you using to avoid dying and avoid death that keeps you from actually living to the fullest extent of your capacity? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You want to live to the fullest capacity you have. Don't worry about dying. If somebody kills you because of it, you become a martyr. It's true. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I was a martyr to my cause. I was killed for it. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So get that, you know, you don't have to be the Jesus Christ of your generation. But having no point of view about dying was what Jesus had. And look at what it created. Whole lot of true believers <coughs> who have made the rest of the world miserable. 
You know, I mean, it was one of the first cults on the friggin' planet. It's kind of great. You know, it's like you look at the world and it's like, you know, it's like I met, I'm, I was in an airport and these people kept looking at me and finally they said, so what do you do? And I said, I go around the world changing people's lives. And they go, really? How do you do that? Is it faith-based? I said, no, it's based on consciousness. And they spit on the floor in front of me. Judgmental, conscious, you know, Christian cows, you know? You know, it's like, you want to find judgment, try finding a Christian. They can give you more judgment than, you know, they give you almost as much judgment as a Trumplarian does. Yes. Hi, um, can you talk a bit more about like having your voice but having allowance too? Because when I, when I have like a point of view about something, like say for example, like standing behind these kids um, and someone comes at me like with their opposing point of view, I literally just am quiet. I'm just like, okay, like you can have... Like, I don't know if that's just me being an allowance or just not even... Well, it's like knowing it's not going to help to fight them. Okay. So it's like trying to fight against what they're saying is the truth that these kids are, you know, quote-unquote, fighting against. These kids are not fighting against the NRI. They're fighting for safety in schools. Yeah. You know, no more of us need to be killed. When are we going to get the message? You know, let's actually create this thing. And it's like... It's just, you know, it's like if everybody who was here tonight donated $100 to these kids, we'd have $50,000 in a education fund, which would be really cool. Yeah. And I'm personally putting in 1000 And I can't afford it. <laughs> Kidding. Gary, they have a million dollars. What? We've got, we've got almost 6,000 online. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'd have a lot more money. We'd okay, good. Like half a million dollars. Okay, we'd have... It yeah, might be more, Gary. I think last count was like 8,800 or something. Really? Online. Yeah. Online. Cool. Yeah. Well, if all of you would be willing to donate $100 or even $50 to these kids to create a you know, a college fund for them, to help them out. I mean, they're the future. They are, these are the kids that they create in the future. What would they create in college if they went to college and started questioning why we don't support a different reality? We'll put a link yeah, there's, to the fund in the yeah, email that goes out. Yeah, and we have the fund set up, and there is there will be a link for it. Thank you. Okay, so... You know, it's like, you're right. doesn't do any good to fight. You know, it's like, you know, what I would say, okay, so what do you gain by fighting against us? I don't understand. Can you help me here? I'm just a dumb blonde girl. My roots are brunette. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Never tell. 
Okay, so ask them a question. Ask them a question. So what do you gain by fighting against this? Right. Okay. You know, and they say, I get to keep my guns. Well, I don't think they're asking to stop drum, drum, you know, stop guns altogether. What they're doing is asking for it to be controlled, gun control, not unlimited guns for shooting up schools. Yeah. And then they'll say, but we already have laws where you have to apply for it and stuff. I said, yeah, and how good are they? Obviously not very good. They're not good at all. You know, and it's like some of these kids who've done these shoot, you know, the kids who've done the shoot-ups in the different schools, literally their parents had, the, you know, the guns, the automatic weapons. And they, and they didn't have them put away where the kids couldn't get to them. They just thought, it'll be fine. I have my guns. That's all that counts. I have my guns in a safe. Okay. Thank you. So, okay, so here's what the kids are asking for. I'm doing this wrong. There we go. Okay. So, in the wake of the tragedy that occurred at our school on 14 February at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, interesting, that's a Douglas school, our lives have changed beyond what we ever imagined. We, along with our publication, have been transformed. We will remain so for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's a major traumatic event. You're going to be traumatized by it. We have a unique platform, not only as student journalists, but also as survivors of a mass shooting. We are first-hand witnesses of the kind of devastation that gross incompetence and political inaction can produce. See, leaders of the future, they're willing to state what is. We cannot sign idly by as the country continues to be infected by a plague of gun violence that steps, seeps into community after community and does irreparable damage to the hearts and the minds of the American people. That's why the Eagle Eye has come together and proposed these following changes to gun policy. We believe federal and state governments must put these in place to ensure that mass shootings and gun violence cease to be a staple of American culture. We will be marching this Saturday, 24th of March, for those that we loved and lost. And we write this in the hopes that no other community or publication will ever have to do the same. The changes we propose. Ban semi-automatic weapons that fire high-velocity rounds. Civilians shouldn't have access to the same weapons that soldiers do. That's a gross misuse of the Second Amendment. Gross misuse of Second Amendment. Who's been willing to say that? Nobody, until these kids. They're awesome. These weapons are designed for dealing death, not to animals or targets, but to other human beings. The fact that they have been bought by the public does not promote domestic tranquility. Rather, their availability puts us into the kind of danger faced by men and women trapped in war zones. In actuality, this is a war zone. You're living in a war zone because anybody could walk into any place you are with a gun in a heartbeat and deliver this to you. It's been done in post office. It's been done in McDonald's. It's been done everywhere. 
This situation reflects a failure of our government. Yeah, it does. Must be corrected to ensure the safety of those guaranteed the rights. What did I just do? I lost it. Yeah. I'm really bad with technology, okay? It's like it was just above her picture. Okay, there it is. The situation reflects the failure of our government. It must be corrected to ensure the safety of those guaranteed the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Ban accessories that simulate automatic weapons. High-capacity magazines played a huge role in the shooting at our school. In only 10 minutes, 17 people were killed and 17 others were injured. This is unacceptable. That's why we believe that bump stocks, high-capacity magazines, and similar accessories that simulate the effect of military-grade automatic weapons should be banned. In the 2017 shooting in Las Vegas, 58 people were killed and 851 others were injured. The gunsman use of bump stocks enabled vast numbers of people to be hurt while gathered in one of the most iconic cities in America. If it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. That's why action must be taken to take these accessories off the market. Establish a database of gun sales and universal background checks. We believe that there should be a database recording which guns are sold in the United States to whom and of what caliber and capacity they are. Just as the Department of Motor Vehicles had a database of license plates and car owners, the Department of Defense should have a database of gun serial numbers and gun owners. This data should be paired with infractions of gun laws, past criminal offenses, and the statutes of the gun owner's mental health and physical capacity. Together with universal background checks, this system could help law enforcement stop a potentially dangerous person before they commit a gun crime. Change the privacy laws to allow mental health care providers to communicate with law enforcement. As seen in the tragedy at our school, poor communications between mental health care providers and law enforcement may have contributed to a disturbed person with murderous tendencies and intentions ending a school and gunned downing 17 people in cold blood. We must improve this channel of communication. To do so, privacy laws must be amended. That will allow us to prevent people who are a danger to themselves or to others from purchasing firearms. That could help prevent tragedies such as the Parkland Massacre. Okay, there's a bunch of other stuff. It's all great. But these kids are actually looking at the laws and looking at what needs to change. And they're, set, you know, they're 16, 17, and 18 years old. Why can we not look at all of them? Everything that does not allow you to be the kind of person who can contribute to this kind of change, will you destroy and create all that? Yes. Right and wrong, thank you. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, beyonds. Thank God I have my aneurysm. Yes. <laughs> Um, the march in March yeah. was was ju just the kids and the grown-ups that were involved gave them money, did the organization on the ground because these kids are 16, 17 and younger and they didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And, and so in addition to the kids, there's like this incredible generosity of some grown-ups to do what it takes to promote them, but to not step in and claim, you know, 
yeah. the claim credit for doing it. But they need they need all kinds of money. These kids need bodyguards. They're being threatened. They they're, they're being, being threatened. They're being threatened by um, a lot of Trump supporters and a lot of white supremacists and crazy yeah. gun rights yeah. people. And so when they people go people who speak, are crazed who shouldn't have guns. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So it's just the way it is. So. So. How about all of us choose to get together and change these laws and change the way these kids are being treated? I mean, the fact that these kids are being vilified, threatened, they get threatening emails every day. How dare you do this? How dare you challenge the Second Amendment? The Second Amendment was not made for automatic weapons. It was not made for armies. It was made for making sure that they couldn't, they, that their guns could not be taken away from them. Shouldn't be taken away from them, but there should be amendments to the existing laws. So everything that doesn't allow us to come together as an energetic group to create a different possibility, we destroy and create all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Now there's a thing I'd like to do which will actually kind of end this thing for me. Uh, it's a 12, and a 12 is something you do once. Don't do it more than once, because it will fuck you up. You do it once to create a different reality. And once you've decided you're going to create a different reality, then the different reality comes to fruition. Doesn't always come as fast as you want it. Doesn't come exactly the way you think it's going to come, but it does come. So I'd like to do a 12 for all of us all 6,000 of us or 8,000 of us that are currently on this thing. For us to come together to be an energetic support and create a possibility for changing these laws. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. Um, what else, dear one? Is there anyone? Um, I just wanted to say thank you for doing this. Um, it's something that I've been like desiring for us to do since the Dakota pipeline happened. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm super grateful for it. And, um, a lot of the, the, I invited, we invited the kids. They're in LA right now. They met, um, Megan Hill last week. She like runs our social media and they're super grateful too. They say thank you. And, um, well, they know they need all of us to, you know, like create the energy behind this. Because it may not be that we're lobbyists and it may not be that we're people who have power, but yeah. we have a whole lot more than we know. And it's like energy is one of the greatest sources of power and possibility that exists on the planet. Be amazed at what you can create from an energetic point of view. So I'm so glad. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> you know, this cute little girl is the one who put us in touch with these people, okay? Because she knows about them. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to call it quits here, because this wasn't supposed to be a long class, but this was this 
You know, it's like I wanted to do this as opening the door to the possibilities of actually being the energy that could create a change here. Because these are changes that need to be in the world because they're going to start happening everywhere. When they had the shootout in Paris, there was a man who got on and he said, these terrorists came here to scare me and to stop me from living. My, you know, it's like my wife was killed and my son will not have his mother. But I will not stop living no matter how much they try to terrorize me. And my kid and I are in the park enjoying the sun, enjoying the day. Because if you let them win by letting them terrorize you, you have given up living yourself. And I thought that was an amazing thing to say when you had lost a wife in that shootout. So, you know what? There's some amazing people in the world. And not all of them are, you know, in politics. In fact, well, never mind. <laughs> and it's like, and there's a possibility for everybody. So please choose this and see a different possibility. Okay? Thank you, everybody. Thank you for coming. Gary, that was amazing. Thank you so much for everything you've been empowering us to be for the last 28 years plus everything else you've done before that. <laughs> um, I just want to thank everyone for being here with us live, online, and watching this now in the future. And as Gary mentioned, we are going to send out the link. It's a GoFundMe um, slash Leaders for the Future. Um, and if you guys have any questions, you can email us um, You'll have some information in your follow-up email. Um, but once again, we'd like to create the funds so the kids don't even have to worry anymore. And we're going to be in the back if anyone here would like to donate tonight live when you're here. We'll take care of you and just let us know. And thank you again. Thank you all. And thank you to our amazing staff from our translators around the world. All around the world, we have amazing translators. I just wanted to add, we also have an amazing team for all those people that, you know, we're trying to get on all the six, 8,000 people online. Really, we had people working around the clock. So thank you to all the back-end invisible people. We know you're there. Thank you so much. Um, and really, I mean, there's an invitation now about this energetic contribution that we can be. So, you know, as we walk out today, as we walk wherever we do tonight, it's like, what can that invitation actually create? So thank you. Thank you so much. What are you guys already being? Because that's the one thing that Gary talks about all the time. What are you already being that maybe you haven't even acknowledged yet? And what else is possible we haven't even considered? So all of you guys are amazing. The fact that you even chose to... Curiosity, come on, what is this Leaders of the Future about? But just who you be. Not any other choice, but just who you be already, the influence you're already being for a greater world. So thank you guys for that very much. Okay, thank you. Thank you.